Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from our slightly different perspective. You know... If there's one aspect of our botanical style aquariums which fascinates me, it's the way they facilitate the natural processes of life, specifically decomposition. Now, we use this term a lot around here, and I realize you hear us talking about decomposition, decomposition, decomposition. What precisely does it mean? Well, if you look at the dictionary definition of decomposition, it's described as the process by which organic substances are broken down into simpler organic matter. And that's a very apt descriptor, if you ask me. We add leaves and botanicals to our aquariums, and over time, they start to soften, break up, and ultimately decompose. This is a fundamental part of what makes our botanical-style aquariums work. Decomposition of leaves and botanicals not only imparts the substances contained within them, you know, lignin, organic acids, and tannins, just to name a few, to the water, it also serves to nourish the fungi, the bacteria, and other microorganisms and crustaceans that live in the aquarium, facilitating basic food webs within the botanical-style aquarium, if we allow it to. Now, it's a big if. Decomposition of plant matter, leaves, and botanicals occurs in several stages. It starts with leaching soluble carbon compounds, which are liberated uh, during the process. Another early process is the physical breakup or fragmentation of the plant material into smaller pieces, which have a greater surface area for colonization by microbes. And, of course, the ultimate state to which leaves and other botanical materials evolve... Uh, two is our old friend detritus and of course the very word as we've mentioned many times here has frightening and uh, and motivated many hobbyists over the years into removing as much of the stuff as possible from their aquariums whenever and wherever it appears siphoning detritus is the sort of thing we're asked about near constantly this makes perfect sense of course because our aquariums by virtue of the materials they utilize uh, produce substantial amounts of the stuff now, the idea of detritus takes on different meanings in our botanical-style aquariums. Our aquarium definition of detritus is typically agreed to be dead particulate matter, including fecal material, dead organisms, mucus, uneaten food, etc., etc. And bacteria and other microorganisms will colonize the stuff and decompose or remineralize it, essentially completing the cycle. In the reef aquarium world, where I've operated for decades, you'll see a lot of hobbyists freak out about detritus and stuff accumulated in the aquarium, and they blame filter socks and media for all sorts of problems in their aquariums. I understand this concern for water quality, but I think it sort of places emphasis on the wrong part of the equation. That is, what exactly is accumulating and why? Uneaten food, bad. Need to be more careful there. Fish waste, unavoidable to some extent, unless you lower the population density and the food inputs. You get the idea. I think it's all relative, though. And, you know, in a botanical-style aquarium, we tend to see a fair amount of the fine bits and pieces of decomposing leaves and botanicals in our tanks, on the substrate, in the leaf litter bed, and in mechanical filter media. This stuff, although somewhat unsightly to many, if allowed to accumulate in the aquarium, is essentially harmless, inert. And it's just sort of there, if you know what I mean. And other than potentially being visually distracting, this material is not really detrimental. I mean you want it in your system, at least in its original form, 
it's what imparts the tannins, the humic substances, and other desirable compounds into the water, right? And is it really that unsightly? I'm not completely convinced that it is. The look of broken down botanical material isn't beloved by everybody, but it is a natural thing, right? Again, if it's uneaten food, you need to figure out a more accurate feeding approach. Detritus, in general, in my opinion, gets a kind of bad rap as the bulk of it is really just broken down already by the time it accumulates. Sure, in systems with large predatory cichlids and messy eaters, you're likely to see a lot more than you would in a lightly stocked tank with, say, you know, Endler's live bearers, small resbora, or guarmies. But still, do most of us really overfeed or underfilter that much? I don't think so. Of course, if you see uneaten food and stuff like that accumulating in your tank, it looks crappy. I think it's important to look beyond just the aesthetics. However, do you have phosphate or nitrate issues as a result of accumulating organics from the stuff? Or is some of it, enough of it, being utilized by bacteria and or other unseen residents of your tank to the point where it's not really a problem from an environmental standpoint? As we all know, regular water exchanges are a great way to help keep this balance. But as you've no doubt, you know, see me beat into your head or, or not just me but everybody has beaten into your head since your you know aquarium keeping infancy uh, that's an important thing and sure you need to test your water to get a snapshot of what's happening in your tank this is the basics so we're kind of back to the beginning again is detritus a menace or a benefit or perhaps something in between like biofilms fungal growth offwooks and decomposition is it something that's inevitable natural perhaps even beneficial in our aquariums or is it something that we should learn to embrace that uh, and appreciate you know it's all part of a natural process and yes aesthetic that we've kind of have to understand to appreciate my personal thoughts keep it clean but don't get overly concerned about this material breaking down in your tank take it out leave it in it's your call just get it into your head that it's the end product of a natural process one which occurs everywhere on the planet one which fuels the proliferation of life Embrace the natural processes which occur in your system. We mention this over and over and over because it's so very important. Understand that the process of decomposition is fundamental, necessary. It's a function that occurs in our aquariums on a constant basis. Realize that the botanical-style aquarium uh, on some levels is attempting to replicate the natural habitats and botanical materials are just part of the equation. And of course, these botanical materials not only offer enhanced aesthetics, they offer enrichment of the aquatic habitat through the release of tannins, humic acids, vitamins, etc. as they decompose, just like they do in nature. Leaves and stuff are not a permanent addition to our scapes. We kind of know this, but if we wish to enjoy them in their more intact forms, we just simply need to replace them as they start to break down. It's not a bad thing. It just requires us to do some stuff if we're expecting a specific aesthetic. Ah, aesthetics. Well, you know, what happens to leaves over time? Well, much like flowers in a garden, leaves will have a period of time where they're in all their glory, followed by the gradual, inevitable encroachment of biological decay. At this phase, you can leave them in the aquarium to enrich the environment further and kind of give a new aesthetic, or you can remove them and replace them with fresh leaves and botanicals. Again, this is very much a replication of the process that occurs in nature, right? Stuff either remains in situ as part of the local habitat, or it's pushed downstream by wind and current replaced by new materials that fall from the trees. Pretty much everything we do in a botanical-style aquarium has some sort of natural analog to it, right? Some hobbyists have commented that as their leaves and botanicals break down, the scape is initially, as we you know, initially presented it, changes significantly over time. Whether they know it or not, they're grasping the concept of wabi-sabi. Well, sort of. I mean, again, Fellman is, yes, this concept's really important. It's one of the, the best philosophies that Amano preached, and I think one that we really just need to keep 
keep uh, thinking about. You, you really need to appreciate the beauty at various phases to really grasp the concept and to appreciate it. Just find little vignettes, little moments of fleeting beauty that need not be permanent for you to enjoy. That's one of the beautiful parts of the type of aquarium that we love. And despite their impermanence, these materials function as diverse harbors of life, ranging from just simple fungal and algal biofilm mats to microcrustaceans and even epiphytic plants. Decomposing leaves, seed pods, and tree branches make up the substrate for a complex web of life, which helps the fishes that we're so fascinated by flourish. And if you look at them objectively and carefully, these assemblages and the processes which form them are beautiful. Something to think about. Stay fascinated. Stay curious. Stay open-minded. Stay diligent. Stay observant. And always stay wet. Till next time, this is Scott Bellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.